So, and I asked my students, those like, earrings, by the way, they say my name on them. So of course cool. they do. So cool. Like, I love these earrings and I love my name. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm eventually going to stop staring at you and ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> You are now listening to Things I Don't Hate, a podcast by Alvin Williams. Join me as each week I explore the often quirky passions that make our lives a little more unique with interviews from members of all walks of the entertainment industry, as well as a few of my family and friends. Together, we'll deep dive into why people love what they love and do what they do in hopes of making the world a more brighter, understanding, and successful place to be. If you would like to subscribe, join me at thingsidonthate.com. Welcome to Things I Don't Hate podcast. I'm your host, Alvin Williams. Today, we have a very special guest. She is the founder of Performing Arts Mastermind. She is a music professor at University of Miami. She's also the author of A Singer's Compass, a journey into exploring the internal power of your singing. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you, Cassandra Claude. Hi, Cassandra. Hello. How are you, dear? Very good, very good. It's good to see your face again. (laughs) What'd you say? I said the weather's great in Miami. I mean, like that's I didn't even ask cool. you about Miami yet. I was going to. <laughs> Give me a chance. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Cassandra. How are you? It's 78 and sunny. Thank you for asking, Alvin. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how good it is to see your face? Yes. I know that was rhetorical. I'm sorry. I didn't. That's that's oh, not a real. Oh. That's not a good question. But it, it's great to see your face. Is what I should have said. It's great to see yours too, Alvin. <laughs> I know, right? I've been killing it lately. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want I want people to know because you you actually represent a, a unique moment in my career. This was uh, the last cruise that I did is when we met. You were on the very last cruise that I did right before the emergency order went down for us to evacuate the ships. And I got to meet you. You are born and raised in Miami. Well, I was born in New York. You were born in New York? I was born in New York, but raised in Miami. I came out, I was like three, so. Oh, why didn't you start with the New York weather? I, (laughs) I would visit during the summer, so I guess that doesn't really count i never really experienced like strong cold right right you know so in miami but miami's been your home since three years old yes and would you would you ever leave or is this just the spot this is you know i this was the spot and then covid hit and all of a sudden because i have such a strong bond with miami i love Mm. miami and i'm so about you know protecting like the community within music mm-hmm. education and, and youth and, you know, and stuff like that in Miami. And then COVID hit and I was just like, oh, wait, so I can do this, still love Miami and like be somewhere else. 
you know, that's something that, you know, that's something that's been like, you know, floating in my head, you know, lately. So where I wouldn't mind leaving, I'm right. not trying to, but I wouldn't mind, you know. You are the only good thing that came from that day where I got kicked off the ship virtually because the, the emergency order came down. We had a half hour to get off of the ship. Uh, I was not packed. Like I was planning on being there for another month. So I had all my stuff in the room, like neatly organized where, where I wanted it. I had just gone shopping. I had just bought a new shirt. I was ready to perform because that was that was a fun that was a fun cruise. I'll never forget that cruise. It just happened to be the last one. We knew about COVID during that time. And it was, there was this weird vibe in the air. And the very last thing that the passengers got to do was go to my late night adult show. And that's, that's the only time where I actually get to say whatever I want to in my head. I kind of knew I'm like, this might be it. When we go, when we go to doc, like, that might they might cancel the ships, but they didn't until I got back on. But at the time, I was like, this might be it. And it was it was really crazy because I think coming back home, I felt like I came to the world ending. Mm-hmm. You know, my phone was That's off. What it felt like, like. Yeah, my phone was off, you know, enjoying the Bahamas, like enjoying the, you know, and doing all of that. And then I came back and like my phone is going off the hook from my students, my colleagues, and it's just like, what's happening? people are going crazy over toilet paper. It was just like <laughs> really, really like a weird moment. Like to, to just like come to this beautiful weather, by the way, it was gorgeous <laughs> when we got back and it was just like desolate. It was crazy. Yeah. What's yeah. the weather like in Miami right now, Cass? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, you know, I'm, I'm always bragging about Miami because, you know, the weather's great most of the time, except for the summer. But now in your, in your mind, how did we meet? <laughs> you know, I was so hoping it wasn't going to go there. <laughs> In my mind, how did we meet? We have conflicting it stories was, on how we met. It was telepathic, maybe. I don't know. I was, okay, no. This is exactly how I went down. You had a late night show. You had quite a few shows. I went to it. You know, I went to them. The late night show, the late night show was cool. There mm. was a, a girl sitting right next to me that you said, a, you said a comment. I think it was about like boyfriends and sweaters or something. Yeah. You know, about, about uh, stealing right? sweatshirts, women steal yes, sweatshirts. Yeah. Right. So like, um, yeah. Stealing sweatshirts after, you know, people, am I allowed to say sex? Am I allowed you to can say, say whatever you want. Oh, okay. Like people like, you know, yeah, that whole bit that you did. Cause it was a late night, you know, raunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. It was dirty. It's the late night. It's the late night adult show. It's right. So the girl next to me was just like kind of going crazy, you know, and she just <laughs> like, you know, she got all this attention and she literally was right next to me. So then I think, you know, I followed you you posted her and I was like, oh my gosh, I was sitting next to her and it just kind of like opened conversation and stuff like that from there, I think. Okay, that's actually, that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, now you, now you want to say that's what happened. See, I thought you, you told me like, I, I said, <laughs> you, you said hi to me and like, I, I like didn't say hi back or something. I'm like, that never happened. <laughs> I was joking about that. Okay. I okay. Honestly, I don't think I ever got close <laughs> enough to you 
I, I, I don't even think I ever got that close because I was, you know, I did that trip by myself. Um, I was really burnt out by that moment that I went on that trip alone. And, and by the time there were moments that you were, you know, just with everybody on the ship and like drinking and stuff, I was in my cabin or room, whatever, you know, that is, and just being by myself. Now, was that, was that your, was that your first cruise or was this the first time that you went alone on a cruise? It was my first time going alone. Yeah. Now I, I only know about being on the cruise quote unquote by myself, but like I'm working on the crew, like I'm performing on the cruise. Yeah. What's it like? What's the experience like when it's, when it's just you on, on vacation like that oh with, without a group on a cruise? Amazing. It was amazing. Like oh. for me, you know, like, um, like I said, by that time I was so burnt out you know, with um, schedules and like a lot of energy. I mean, I love what I do, but like mm-hmm. at that moment, I needed to just like break away. Yeah. And the last thing I needed was a group with, you know, schedules and let's do this and let's do that. I was still up early and going to the gym and all that stuff, you know, like on the ship, but it was mm-hmm. just like my own time. Like, you know, um, I was up very early. So I got to know like the staff cause it would just be me and me at 5am, you know, (laughs) and so they would have like everything prepared for me already, you know, and it was, it was just like, it was so relaxing. It was so cool. I watched a lot of movies and, um, just relaxed. It was great. It was so great. I envy you. I've never, I've never gotten to just be a passenger on a cruise by myself, just kick it. I've always like fantasized about it. Like what if I wasn't working because, and you know, you know what this is like as, as a performer, even when you're, you're off, like you're, you're off day or whatever, you're still thinking about performing. You're still thinking about your show. So like, that's always in, in your mind's eye. And I just always wanted to just be a passenger on, on one of the ships and I wanted to be by myself. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to experience that, that whole aspect. So when I you. Mean, it's awesome. I mean, they even had like, they had a, a night or a few nights of like anybody that was alone and, you know, you can go to the bar and I was just like, no way am I going to that thing so that <laughs> nobody thinks that we're going to be best friends on the ship you know what I mean? and they were going to just like, you know, come in and just like impede on my time. No way. It wasn't happening. Like I like was very, very, you know, just adamant about being alone. So yeah, it was. Well, cool. you. I mean, when when you and I uh, first started talking, like we we hit it off because I don't I don't know what it is about singers, but I have I have a theory because I've I've met singers, I've met dancers just from 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 being on the ship. It seems like singers are they're so in tune with using using their voice. Um, that speaking to other people, like it, it, it feels like it's it's more natural for singers to to strike up conversations with people because you all do that when you're on stage, you're you're making camaraderie really quick, and, yeah. and comics do the same thing. And I I have a lot of singer friends, and I ask them the same question every time, and I I feel like I I know how it feels when people ask me as a comic, like so you know when. When did you when did you know you were funny? And I'm just like, can you ask something else? But I'm sorry, I have to know. I'm I'm always so intrigued by the origin story of singers. When when did you know that your voice 
was unique enough to make a living? Like, did you, did you know early on? Did you? Um, well, I, I, I knew early on the path I wanted to take, right? Okay. So, um, my dad was a musician, a well-known musician and um, more of a pianist, but he sang and he played all these different instruments. And, um, you know, at some point I just like, I guess like every kid, like we, you know, we're singing in the living room and dancing and all of that stuff. Um, and I auditioned to get into a, a music school, mm. middle school and, or music program. Um, and I got in and at that point, um, you know, so I started to be, I, I went in, in the direction of a classical singer. So through that, I ended up, um, you know, starting off as an opera singer, you know, that was my direction. So like, really? Um, yes. So, so I am first an opera singer. Yes. <laughs> So that's an exclusive. And, I did not know that. Yeah. So that that's kind oh. of where it all started. But I was about a sophomore in high school um, when I knew that I wanted to go the route of teaching, but not just like on an average level. Like I knew I wanted more, but mm. I knew I wanted to go in that direction. So it was like I was. I was starting to get known, not just by like um, my singing, but my musicianship. Right. So I had okay. done all state and like, you know, being like um, a great, like a great, being a musician, you know? Um, and I, and because of that, my director at that point would have me teach and tutor my peers. And well, what, 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 how many, how many instruments do you play by the way? No, no, no. Like, I mean, musicianship, meaning like, you know, sight, like reading music, you know, sight oh. singing and stuff like that, you know, got theory, you. Okay. I won't cut you off again. My bad. <laughs> all of that. Stuff. But no, but I, I play piano, of course, you know, oh. um, because it's like mandated. It's mandated to learn piano with any instrument, you know? Oh. So, um, so anyway, so I started working yeah. with my peers and, um, and yeah. And then from there, I was just like, you know what? I think I like this, but it, the bug of teaching started very early when, when I was like in elementary school, you know, I would put like little, like, you know, um, make little postcards and for my neighborhood, like the neighborhood kids to come to my backyard and I would play teacher. And, you know, so that type of like, wow. yeah, that type of vibe and, and entrepreneurship also, because, you know, they had to pay me, you know, like, <laughs> 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 so like, all of that, like, I think that bug of that was already there. And then, um, yeah. And I, I, at some point I was like, I was in high school and my mom said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to make people famous wherever that came from. I don't even know. Wow. But I started saying that and I, and I ran with it and I thought I was going to do a double major in music and business, which is impossible. There's no way you can double major in music. Music is like, a, it's, it's a lot of people don't know that it's a very, very difficult major. So you could barely even minor, you know? So, um, mm. yeah. So then I did it and then, you know, kind of just went that route. Yeah. Right. So, so you end, you ended up uh, getting your bachelor's degree in music education from Florida International University. Yes. Right. But then you got your master's from Nova Southeastern University in entrepreneurship. Yes. 
So you sure. did end up doing what it was you wanted to do. Right. And I didn't know fully it was going to go in that direction because at some point too, I thought I was going to get my master's in music education. And then somewhere down the line, I started, I started a company with a friend of mine. We started a music school. And in the middle of that, I was like, well, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get my master's and I'm going to get an MBA. I'm going to earn an MBA. So, um, Mm. I did, you know, and, um, and it was through running Miami elite music school, the school that comes to you. So at that point, there was no overhead. Like I could not, well, I couldn't afford an overhead at that point. So I hired all of my friends from college. I hired my friends and I hired them to go to all of these like different houses. <laughs> wow. How, how old were you? I was 23. I was 23. Mm. Yeah, I was 23. And yeah, I hired. So I gave them all jobs. I was paying them 40 bucks an hour. You know, like it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <It was pretty laughs> good. And at the time I wasn't teaching. I was just running the company. Um yeah. And then we had a recital and I knew that I wanted to be the face of like teaching voice. I was like kind of losing my way a little bit. And I felt like I wanted to be the face of teaching voice. And mm. um, I sold basically like the students <laughs> to the teachers and I started fresh and my friends thought I was crazy. They're like, you're going to give up clarinet and violin and all of these things just to do voice. And I was like, yeah, that's my passion. That's what I said. I always wanted to do. And Alvin within three, it was like three to four months, my profit had tripled. See, and this, and this is something that I want to put out there to young entrepreneurs or anybody who's looking to make a leap into business for themselves, because I went through this too, where I was working part-time as a comedian. I wanted to be full-time, but I was also holding on to a job um, with the airlines and I was right. like, if I have a part-time job with them, I'll still have some money and I can do comedy part-time, but I, I, I want to make the jump full-time. The only way you're going to be able to make that jump is to actually make a jump. I, right. I got rid of the airline job and I had to have the belief that that time that I spent on the airline, now that it's free, would get filled with the other half of the part-time comedy work that I was doing and I would become full-time. But you have to make that leap. Even if people think that you're crazy, right. you have, you have to give yourself an opportunity to, to have that, that triple profit that you had would not have happened if you didn't go, okay, right. I'm going to, I'm going to put my all into this. Cause this Absolutely. is what I want to do. You gotta, you gotta jump. Absolutely. And it's not like it wasn't scary. I mean, like, right. You know, during that time, you know, when I tell people this, they're just like, what, like during that moment, honestly, Alvin, I didn't even know if I, I didn't even have money to put gas in my car. Like mm. I really had nothing, you know, like during that transition, right. The, the starting the company and stuff before that was doing fine. But during that transition, like, it was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, you know? Um, yeah, it was, there's so many other layers to that, but like, it was like, I was like, what is happening? But then within those three months, like I kept with it. You know, um, yeah, and it just it worked out and worked out. I mean, and and tell tell me if this happened for you because this this happened for me. I felt like being broke actually fueled my hunger to make this work no matter what. 
Yeah. And I, I feel oftentimes if we if we have savings and have a nest egg and then try to venture out, it's like, well, I got that savings and nest egg from the safe job. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to go that far out because this was so comfortable. You know, I think when you're backed into a corner, it forces the best out of you. Right. If you're if you're going to follow it, it's like, no, this has to freaking work. Right. And yeah, you have it has no. And I would say that to myself, like mm-hmm. it has to work. I have no choice but to be successful, I guess. The universe has no choice but to give this to me. Yes. You know I mean? And and give this to the community and give this to, you know, artists and, you know, and all of that stuff. It was just like, it had to work out because I wanted it that badly, you know, and, and, and I wanted it from such a young age, you know? Yeah, you did. So, yeah. And this is, this is, this is what I love about you, that you're, you're more than, than just a, a coach of somebody's vocal, like you're more than just a vocal coach. Like you're about the, the, not, not just the, the strength of the person's voice, but the strength of the person. You're about the holistic approach about health and fitness is also a big, big part of, of your, your vocal training. And if you can, I, I see, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people I know they, they can't, they can't necessarily see you right now, but you could probably win an arm wrestling tournament. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> if you could <laughs> uh, walk, walk me through your your health and fitness routine like for just give me a week in in the the regimen of Cassandra Claude wow <laughs> I'm in the gym very early in the morning okay mm-hmm. so yes I, you are yes <laughs> I'm in the some gym would say too early, early. Some, some yeah. would say I'm still awake at the time that <laughs> you right. go to the gym. Right. I'm definitely, and you know, and I love to catch the sunrise after. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, there's, there's a three hour difference between us because that, that sounded shady. <laughs> no, but I mean, there are many people that are just like, what? You're in the gym at what time? But, you know, I also know people that are in the gym before me, you know, so like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, perspective or whatever, but um, I'm in the gym early. Oh, what can I say? It's like, you know, I do full body stuff. Um, I, I guess a bit, cause I'm a little bit an overachiever. So as, just a, just as a smidge, like, <laughs> just a, just a teensy bit, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> as a woman, of course, some of this stuff has to do with like vanity, but for the most part, I am very much about the performance in the gym, you know? So I always kind of want to you know, shave off time on my skiers, you know, shave off time on like, you know, my sprints. And I just always want to be like better. Like, I don't think sometimes I wonder if there's something wrong with me on that. Like, I'm always just like, Oh I yeah, just- sure. You're a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have told like, you that. And then, were you, you, were you, you contemplating that? Were you wondering why am I always striving to be the best at anything that I do? Even I, making smoothies? Like, why? Why am I this person? <laughs> By the way, for you, for you listeners out there, if if you're even thinking about working out and you just you just want to want to feel healthy by association, go <laughs> go to her Instagram page and just see the drinks that she makes in the mornings for herself. Like she she gives you the recipe. She goes the whole the whole night. I just feel so healthy by watching you be healthy. And I have a question for you and I think people will be interested. Um, what the hell is Seafoam? 
Sea foam? <laughs> yes, you put it in your drinks. Sea moss. Oh, sea moss. Yeah, that's yeah. Sea moss. Oh, I'm like sea moss. Sea moss. That one. Well, it kind of. I guess no. It doesn't really look like foam, but it moss. does look like foam, or else I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, it's it's from the sea. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's supposed to be great for you. It's supposed to be um, great for like your immune system and stuff like that. And it's really interesting that you're asking about the sea moss because it, it was, it's just recently I started um, putting it into my smoothies every day, you know, mm -hmm. or like, you know, taking a shot of it or something like that. It has like no taste generally doesn't have a taste. Um, but when COVID hit, I was already kind of into health and fitness and with COVID it kind of like, just kind of made it more about like, Oh shit. Like, you know, am I afraid of catching COVID or am I afraid that my body can't fight COVID? Mm. That kind of just like, and my fear went more into my body, not being able to fight it in case I caught it. And so because of that, I started going more into the Ayurvedic lifestyle, you know, um, more and more and more. And CMOS came about my sister, um, was like actually making the CMOS, like creating it as a gel, you know, oh. and so I just got it from her and I would just like put it, you know, in my smoothies, like you could put it in coffee, like you really could put it in anything because it generally doesn't have a taste. So like, no. you could, yeah. Oh, go, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, no, no, that's it. You mentioned your sister and, and the thought came in my head of uh, do you do you come from a big family? Because I find that people that that have that spirit like you to want to want to help others be their best. I feel like that often comes from like being in a big family and like you 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 become selfless in a sense. Like you you you're big on a team. You want to see others win. Um, do you you come from a big family? Or that, that's just my really. prediction here. No. Yeah. No. Not. Well, I mean, I have an identical twin sister, and I have an older what? brother. Yes, and that's that's it's us. There's two of you. There's two of us. Word. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that's it. It's us. But my mom also is like such a selfless person. And like, you know, at a very young age, I mean, we were waking up early in the morning and making sandwiches for the homeless and like packing up, you know, the back seat of her. She had a Volvo and like, you know, like, and it was like the Volkswagen, like, you know, back in the day or whatever, like in the 90s, right. 90s. And we would literally pack it up. We would wake up every morning and I'm sorry, every weekend, every Saturday. And we'd have like make sandwiches and like put cookies and, and juice and all this stuff. And she would pack up the, like her trunk and we would go to the gentrified area that I live in now, <laughs> which is a very posh area now, but back in the day, it At was the time. Gentrification at its finest. And we would come <laughs> to this area and she'd park her car and, you know, we'd feed the homeless. Like, you know, they'd line up and, and we'd feed the homeless. And I got that, a lot of that from my mother. You know, she was just somebody that was just always about helping. Mm. It, always about helping, you know. And that's, so, and that's who you've become in a sense. Like I, you, yeah, I you think so. Others shine. Another Definitely. another thing that I find interesting about your Instagram page, and no, I'm not a stalker, um, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, 
I find it interesting that almost everything that you share is not of yourself. It's of other people. It's of other people singing. Are, are these are these your these your students singing? Students. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're always putting them out to the to the public. Like it's not about you. It's about my students. And I mean, is this is this something that you purposefully planned, or is this just naturally like who you've always been? Where you're just like it's it's never about me. It's about these these people. Yeah, like, it's definitely like not, it's innately like just I'm kind of the one to kind of just, yeah, push them out there, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and, and other people. And, you know, I, I've always been one to be like, where I could have like a foot in the spotlight, but I'm good with being, you know, in the background kind of creating all of that, you know, just like, yeah, helping. (laughs) I mean, that, that part, because like, I would, I would love to think, I'm that person. Like I like helping people, but my Instagram page, like I, <laughs> I try to share other people. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, who's funny though? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even realize it was, it was a bit of, it was a while ago that I didn't even realize that it looked like that. Right. Until some, I saw somebody at a party actually. And he said, and he literally walked up to me and he goes, you know what? you never post any pictures of just yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, and I do now, like every once in a while, but like, you know, he was just like, it's always you in a group or somebody else or your students. Or, and I didn't even notice it until he said, until he said something. And I was just like, Oh yeah, you might be right. I don't know. But they're yeah. also like, you know, they're a part of me in a way, you know what I right. mean? So it's just like, it's showcasing them. And, you know, a lot of times by the time I showcase them, by the time I put them up, it's because they overcame something and I get so excited. I've been doing this for so long. And like, you could ask my students, I'm like, that was amazing. Like I get so excited, <laughs> like <laughs> in the middle of class. And like, if anybody was watching, they'll be like, wow, this person just went. And I get so excited. I'm like, wow, remember? When I, I get excited when people do that too. I completely yeah. understand. <laughs> You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just an amazing thing when you see progress, when you're on that end, you know, and it's just like, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm super impressed by that because you have more followers than I do. So clearly I'm doing it wrong and I'm not amused Alvin Williams fans get on it. There's, there's gotta be more than what's, (laughs) than what's in the face of people. What, 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 what also, um, intrigues me about you um you you're not you're not just like sing a singing coach is this is this is what you love this is what you love to do but you you also uh you coach outside of just singers like you you do um you help voiceover artists uh, you train you train them with their voice um radio personalities um uh, actors is now i'm curious are they more challenging as students than a, a traditional singing student? That's a good question. It's a really good question. You know, it's person to person, you know? So okay. like it's the personality of, of a student uh, that would be challenging really. The thing is that generally when I'm working with um, 
a radio personality, uh, you know, by usually by the time they're coming to see me or they're seeking me out is because they've developed some form of vocal dysfunction, you know? Mm. Um, so it turns into, you know, a more challenging class, I guess, in a way, because um, I'm working through nodules that they may have or something. Mm. So you know, my, the vocal pedagogy hat of like, you know, the science is on really strong, you know, when I'm working with those types of students, you know, um, because they've, they, they're, they might be close to even not having a voice anymore. Mm. And, and it's not, it's not just physical injury that you help as well. Like you, you use uh, singing as therapy uh, in training, like to relieve fear and anxiety and, and trauma. trauma. Right. Right. So anything that, so anything that, um, cause the voices are the most vulnerable, like energy, right? Like, so mm -hmm. you hear fear, you hear so much in, in our sound, you know, and people can sense that. So, um, so generally when people have traumatic issues or, you know, it comes off in the way they speak to people mm. or it comes off in, you know, their singing or whatever the case may be, you know, vibration. Right. Right. So, um, so, you know, I work on that and that came about, um, through my experiences of dealing with my own stuff and then having the countless of students coming in with so many issues and, you know, internal issues. And then that's what made me really write the book, you know, now this, this part, um, I yeah. can wait to get to you are an author. Yes. I am in front of people all the time. I have no problem exposing myself to people, like exposing my, <laughs> my, my inside yeah, on stage. I like I share something about me. I'm an exhibitionist. Uh, I, I am comfortable sharing my story with people when I'm speaking it and it's just an hour and I get to go home. I am terrified of the thought of putting a book out there to the world and, and becoming an author. Like I, I, I'm not over that part. Like that's the final frontier for me. Um, was that, what was that like to become an author? Like I, as a, was it, I mean, the challenge of that, was it more like, were you in your own head about it at any point or was it just the, the work itself was more of a challenge? Like, can you, can you run me through? Yeah. I mean, all of it. I mean, the, the idea of writing, first of all, the idea of writing came through meditation. Crazy. Mm. I literally laughed out loud. Like I was like, when the thought came into my head, I was like, yeah, right. Like I'm not writing a book. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, you know, and the more, and then my students would say things like, wow, you should write a book. You should write, you know, and like, they would say things like that all the time. And then finally I was just like, you know what? I should, you know? And um, I had all these certifications and all of these things. And I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll write. Um, going to your question or, you know, like your thoughts behind, you know, putting yourself out there. It's if I had to put the idea of like my ego and my fears for the sake of helping, mm -hmm. I had to put that aside while I was writing. But when the book finally came out, that's all I was thinking about. Mm. All I was thinking about was like, oh my gosh, 
people are going to read like the beginning of the book is about my story. Right. People are going to read this and they're going to know a little bit about me. And I even got messages that were like, wow, like people were so intrigued by the introduction, you know, (laughs) that I was like, literally like, oh my God, like they're reading about me. Yes. Yes. And it was, I was like way nervous about that than how many, you know, copies I would sell, how much money I would make, if people were going to like it or not. Like I was so worried about, wow, I just put myself out there forever and ever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, books are immortal, Yeah, you know? Uh, I, but I just, I just want you to know, and, and for, for people who, uh, skip forward at any point, um, I said it in the beginning, but the name of the book skip is forward. a singer's compass. Well, Hey, I, I know, I know, I know my <laughs> listeners, like they, they get tired of seeing my face. <laughs> There's a long intro in the beginning of these things and you know, I'm not changing it for anybody. Cause I like it, but <laughs> Uh, the book is called A Singer's Compass, A Journey Exploring the Internal Power of Your Singing. I was one of the first people to buy it because I'm a fan anyway. Um, I just want people to know this will step your game up by a thousand fold because I feel smarter just by reading. It, it, it incorporates singing, but also it incorporates the seven chakras into singing. I didn't know anything about this, this realm. Um but I, I wanted to impress you. So um, I, I remember this, the seven chakras. Um, I'm, okay, so oh. it's from, from the book. Um, all right, so the crown, uh-huh. right? Third eye, uh-huh. throat, yes. heart, yes. Uh, solar plexus, uh-huh. sacrum, yes. and root, right? <laughs> yes, see? <laughs> Like at a bar? Really? <laughs> no, you have it written down somewhere, do you? No, I do not. I do not. Well, I mean, I have it in this damn book. <laughs> awesome. No, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, like <laughs> I mean, but you, you go through each of the individual chakras and yeah. you, you explain it in detail and you make, you make it so simple for, for people to understand their, their power in your life and also how that incorporates uh, with with your voice and yeah. and how you're able to, to train your voice like use using the chakras and and what it means when when you know you you could be locked up in this area of, of your of your body and that and that could affect your singing and I just I just never saw it as a because I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a singer right. but I still took something away uh, from the book and I love yeah. that because you know in the end I wanted it to be something for entrepreneurs, for all artists, um, Mm -hmm. for like, you know, and, and my editor actually, he was just like, you know, I would love for all of my writing students to read this, you know? So I was, you know, I wanted it to be, and maybe there'll be different editions, right? Yeah. It's bigger than, it's, 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 it's like, it's not just for singers. Like I cannot reiterate that enough. Like it's, it's so good. It's on, it's on Amazon. So go out there and and search it. Um, your business in general is just booming for a reason. I I think more people now um, they they have time. I think this this pandemic. Tell me if I'm wrong. Did it did it did it help? It feels uh, like you know it it didn't it 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 didn't push me back. Let's just say that. Right. Like, so it didn't push me back. Um. And I for some reason I thought I was like man. 
am I going to, am I going to take a hit here? But no. Um, I feel like you got busier. I wouldn't say that I got busier in the sense of like, um, actual clients. Yes. You know, but the overall like encompassing of like showcases and recitals and adjudications and all of that, that had to, you know, kind of come down a little bit because of, of COVID, but people were kind of in a place of just like, like, you know, people that were on tour that, you know, are now like, Hey, well, I guess this is the time, you know what I mean? To really amp up on all of this. So I got a lot of that. Now question, question about that, because you're, again, you're, you're more, you're more than just a voice coach. So your, your clients get more than just voice training. Um, you're also, you're certified in Reiki, in feng shui, in sound healing. Do they, do they use those services as well now that they've had time to like settle down and like try to think of their, their own space and what's important to them? Not, um, I mean, I, it's, it's great knowledge for me to understand them more, right? Okay. So it's more for, it's more for you. Right. Like, like to kind of get to know them more, the sound healing every once in a while, I will, I will use it on um, a student. Um, And also within, you know, I I teach at University of Miami and I I do the sound healing with them as well. So, oh, Okay. Cool. See, I'm yeah. I'm learning on I'm learning on the fly. Like yeah. you, there's, you, you have your hands in in everything. Like this is and and it's not it's not just um it's not just these these like I'm what I'm what I'm getting to. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I'm I'm amazed by how how much that you have accomplished, and you don't you don't carry it around. Like I it, from from meeting you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how much is behind you, the accomplishments. Like you, you are also like, you're part of uh, the people who vote for Grammy winners, right? Yeah. Can you, yeah. can you just, t- like, how? <laughs> like, can that part, like you, yeah. like, you know how people sit at home and like they judge singing? Like you, you have a hand in like which <laughs> artists. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I voted Beyonce. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> when somebody's like, oh, she can't sing, you know, it's like, no, actually, I'll tell you who can and can't sing. I'll tell you who's the best. Like, yeah. So yeah. walk me. Um, what what does that what does that encompass? That it's it's interesting because it's not just voting. It's um as an educator, you know, I I am now part of a community that will speak to and towards the advocacy of music education. Mm. So um, any type of reform, any type of, you know, hopeful tax breaks and like, you know, money coming into, you know, artists that, you know, were hit badly during this time or whatever we had, um, you know, uh, a, you know, a, a Zoom call with, with, you know, the office of Rick Scott and, you know, and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's just really just about the reform of anything that's advocating and helping the industry stay alive. Cause Got we need you. That. I mean, yes, like, we do. you know, um, people like to like, kind of just like shit on the arts, you know, when, mm-hmm. when it's time to just like have budget cuts mm-hmm. Even for COVID, if you think about it, um, that's what kind of kept us moving, right? Like, yes, absolutely. Music, you know, comedy, like that's what like helped us kind of just 
like stay without like going crazy with our families or by ourselves, you know? Absolutely. I felt like the arts got promoted more than ever during this pandemic or else we would have, we would have went crazy. It's like, it's something that if it's always around you, people tend to take it for granted. And as, as you said, the financial priorities showed that all the way up until you didn't have a new stand-up special to watch on Netflix, then you cared, you know, and this is, this is what we've been preaching for years. Like there needs to be more emphasis on, on the arts and especially, yeah. especially in this country, I feel like it's, it's taken a back seat unnecessarily. Yeah. And now I'm glad that we're at the forefront, you know, Absolutely. And it's, and, you know, it's quite a beautiful thing because, you know, I preach to my students all the time that, you know, as artists, we have a responsibility and, you know, that responsibility is to keep people present and to keep people from like really losing it. And when they do lose it, especially the, the, you know, world we live in now with social media and Mm -hmm. all of that, you know, um, it's just about keeping them sane in a way and also very present and real so i would preach this all the time you know and all of a sudden even for them as like you know as students and i'm talking about my mostly my university students and even for them now they actually got to see this like firsthand you know where it's just like oh wait a second so that's pretty real i'm doing an instagram live and it's like you know keeping people from i don't know from killing themselves yeah, you yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. Like people- We're they overeating. Don't, they don't... <laughs> well, it's because it's, it's, it's the truth. Like people, yeah. even, even with these gyms being closed, I don't, I don't think the, the repercussions of that have been fully um, explored. But how many people who gym, the gym was their safe house. Like this is where they, they went to relieve tension and anxiety and they, they got that taken away. And I just want to listen to, to this artist. I just, I just want to watch this person perform and those things get taken away, you know, totally. and that's, I'm, I'm so glad about the, you know, the, the save our venues grant that's happening for the, the actors yeah. and the performers and stuff. It's, it's due time, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the wealth of friends that I have in the, in the art industry, because even I didn't appreciate it um, as much as I do now, like uh, from from doing this podcast, I really had time to sit down and um, look at my friends and really appreciate what what they're doing. Like this, this caused me to slow down. I, I got to read your book. And that's when I was like, I, I, I got to I got to have you on here. I got I got to talk to you. And even I learned some stuff this yeah. this time around. Um, you didn't. You didn't mention that you're proficient in axe throwing as well. I don't know why that that didn't come up at all. Like you, you are, you know, a pro. Alvin. It's you <laughs> and me because I got there and I sucked, right? And I was like, and I looked at my friends and I was just like, I'm gonna get this bullseye and I'm gonna get it so many times. I saw it, and I was like studying it, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> I kept getting it, ooh. You know, I was just like. I guess I'm good at it now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, watch, I'm going to get good at it. You know, and I was like, impressed cool. and terrified all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It took a lot of like behind the scenes, like studying. I was like, watch it. <laughs> you know, exactly. Everybody that got it. I almost wanted to YouTube it. Like, like how to like, you know, but whatever it, it worked out. So 
So I have, I have, I have one more question, and now I'll, I'll leave you because you, you've given me so much of your time, and I'm super grateful for it. By the way, I, I am, um, because you take such a holistic approach to teaching and voice coaching and wellness. You have students from all walks of life who need different things from you. Is there an underlying thing that you would like anybody, no matter what walk of life, to take away? from a lesson with Cassandra Claude? Wow, <laughs> that's a pretty deep question. You know, I think it really comes down to allowing yourself to just be and allowing yourself to get into a place of confidence and having a voice, um, not just like, you know, like, you know, having a voice of just like saying things like to others, but just like for yourself, you know, doing more for yourself, whether it's breaking patterns or, you know, um, opening up, you know, wounds to heal or whatever the case may be. It's just uh, allowing yourself to be in a place of healing, you know, mm. through, and, and also like, you know, and, and, being a vessel to heal others. And, and this obviously would go more towards like the professional singers and stuff, but being that vessel and being that conduit, you know, to the, the aspect of healing through sound, you know, so. Wow. To your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank true. you so much yeah. for being a vessel to other people and for moving the arts forward and just for being you, Cassandra Claude. Thank you. Thank <laughs> and you where all. can people find you? CassandraClaude.com. Cassandra. It's <laughs> on your earrings. Can you can you put your earring to the camera? Cassandra. <laughs> I like I just my name is like my brand. Like it's anyway. Yes. Okay. So just Cassandra CassandraClaude.com. CassandraClaude.com. My Instagram is old, right? But it's like me. It's sassy, classy, Cassie. Yes, it is. IE. Um, and yeah, and you could just find me there. And then you could also just really Google me. Okay, well, well, Google me. All right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> We're all Googleable now. <laughs> we are. You know, so, but yeah. yeah. Well, Cassandra, I appreciate you. I adore you. Thank you again. And you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, Alvin. <laughs> all right. See you. If you would like to subscribe, go to thingsidonthate.com. And if you just have a quick question or comment, please feel free to email me at donthatealvin at gmail.com.